Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. We're happy to be back with you here on a Thursday. It seems like the week's kind of flying by. We're getting close to kickoff, senior day for Nebraska and Wisconsin. Got some updates on that game today from Mickey. Most importantly, that Casey Thompson looks like he's going to start. He's on track to start on Saturday through the bell, ball well uh, once again today. And uh, boy, does that make a difference for the lead-up to the Wisconsin game. I feel like there's a puncher's chance now, and I think that's kind of what was missing for the Michigan game. But, of course, that makes uh, that makes it quite interesting to see how they adjust play calling. I mean, how are they going to um, protect Casey, take extra steps to protect Casey now that they've seen the drop-off when he's not in the game compared to when, when he is? Um I don't know if I would. I don't know if you're going to see a designed run. I mean, it'd definitely be a surprise. No, no. There's there are going to be zero quarterback runs uh, in Casey's in Casey's immediate future. Uh, and as much as it might pain people to see, I, I don't. I don't believe there's going to be a lot of like there's still going to be deep passes, but nothing that's going to require him to hold onto the ball for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Just because you know. With the offensive line the way that it is, and with Casey's injury the way that it is, and the the drop off from quarterback one to quarterbacks two and three and possibly four, uh, you don't want to risk you know him getting hit again and and having to be on the sideline uh, for an extended period of time. So I'm expecting some shorter passes, and maybe if they can get some deeper passes going, just some some quick hitters where if it's one on one coverage, if they if they see that immediately coming out of uh, coming out of the huddle or, or, or after they're lining up, maybe you try and if, if Trey Palmer or somebody can, can beat their man off the line, you launch it down, let them run under it. But if it's anything where Casey has to take a five-step drop and hold on to the ball for an extended period of time to let a play develop, I don't know about that one. It certainly adds intrigue to just every series, every play that Nebraska is going to have. Uh, of course, if you're a Nebraska fan, uh, and for Wisconsin, it, it you know makes it a little bit more interesting too, because I think the uh, the line has dropped a little bit as it seems to be more uh, more of a possibility that Casey Thompson was going to start. I think mm-hmm. it started like 13 or something. It's down to about 10, um, and you know I, I think that you know Wisconsin's still fighting for a bowl game. You got to remember that Nebraska fighting on Senior Day, Wisconsin fighting for a bowl game. Uh, uh, the other thing that's uh, kind of been apparent this week is Mickey Joseph said that they have uh, 2012 is a very uh, kind of common uh, theme they're using to, to motivate this team because that's the last time Nebraska has beaten Wisconsin. And you think again, it was when I graduated. That's the year I graduated high school. Yeah, it's a long time ago, and it's it's a thing too where it's like I don't know if you could if you ha- came into the season and said, would you rather make a bowl game or beat Wisconsin and Iowa, I might choose Wisconsin and Iowa just to get that ugly. Now it's hard to you'd have to you'd have to mm-hmm. within your answer obviously know that you're going to lose like Georgia Southern and some of these losses. Like I'd I'd like to go to a bowl game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm trying to think of so if they would have beat Georgia Southern, they'd be at four wins, five six with Wisconsin and Iowa, so they could yeah. still lose to Northwestern and and Illinois and Purdue. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's not ideal. Obviously, it, <laughs> your ideal choice is for them to go to undefeated and beat everybody. But that's I'm just saying. I think that that's a huge hurdle that Nebraska. It's just like this every year, every victory that stacks on top of those streaks. It's just it 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 it's, it's, it makes you feel less and less you know powerful as a Husker fan, even though we've got this powerful fan base that has been uh, you know thankful to to uh, uh, AD Trev Alberts kind of last night and over the last couple of weeks kind of putting it on blast and let people know yeah, this is a great fan base and that's mm-hmm. what he's hearing if you heard his uh, radio appearance last night kind of from all the coaches he's talking about it's how great that fan base is and and it is and I'm glad that they embrace that. I, I don't think they've always done that at Nebraska to the level that they need to. Um, and now that they really don't have a whole lot else to uh, prompt up for Nebraska, it's cool that the fan base is getting that credit, but um, it's just, it's, it's amazing um, to, th- to me to, to, to think at one time, cause I was thinking too, with Des Moines Adams was in studio with the captain here this past, uh, this past couple segments. And, you know, if you grew up watching Des Moines Adams or if you remember watching Des Moines Adams and, and those just that rush end group, whether it was the Kelsey's or Mike Rucker and, mm-hmm. and, and Vandenbosch, obviously Grant Wisterm and Jason Peter, not a rush end, but a defensive line. I mean, it was just like pros and all Big Ten or Big <laughs> 12 and just guys. A lot of stuff to hang your hat on. Yeah. And I remember in that era, just kind of post what Des Moines Adams graduated in 2002, you know, the the Callahan years into the Boak years, it was kind of like, well, what's missing? What's the difference between those teams and and that team? And now just kind of thinking about that talent that I just kind of named out there to go all this time later. What's missing is 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 I mean, <laughs> there's more things missing compared to, to the look of those, you know, early 2000s, late 90s Nebraska football teams. And there's anything that resembles. What it was, I mean, because, you know, you could talk about playing crowd noise at practice or, you know, all these different buttons that Mickey's tried to to press. But when he says they need recruits, that's what he's talking about. You remember (laughs) you can't you can't fake having that type of roster. And, and and so sometimes I hear those those guys come back and talk about, you know, player accountability and, and stuff that, you know, all that stuff definitely propelled those guys and made them better Mm -hmm. but you can't fake that atmosphere you can't just like i said push some buttons and play some different music and and do all this stuff and then all of a sudden you've got a rush end room with four future pros and two guys that are young just breaking in and Mm -hmm. i mean it's just amazing to think about the the culture that was there at the time and and now the culture that you kind of see it in ohio state where it's just like man if you were recruited here you're one of the top in the nation. Like people around the nation just know that you're walking mm-hmm. into a dogfight just to get any playing time. Like it's it's when you're going to an Ohio State or an Alabama or a Georgia now, it's, it's the same as when you were going to Nebraska in the nineties. Yeah. It's you were a big deal in high school, but you know pretty much, unless you are some type of generational talent, you know, despite being the best player at whatever position you play, you are sitting for a year, maybe two, because of the talented uh, rosters that have been put together and the, and the talent in whatever room you're entering at those universities because of the hard work that's been put in from from the team's past. You know, not just the, the hard work that the team, the current team is putting in, but the work that was instilled upon them from the teams before them and the teams before them and the, and the coaches who, who have been there uh, seen that, done that, and know exactly what it takes to to win those games and to and to you know get yourself to the pinnacle of of college football, and Nebraska's just been missing that the last few years. And and although it's it's going to be hard to to find anybody 
you know, available that's been to the pinnacle of college football as a as a head coach, as an as an assistant, whatever, whatever have you. Um, and, and Mickey has been there. He, he was there with LSU. But um, just to get that on the coaching staff, get that on the roster and build towards that. It's not really a like you said, you can't fake it. It's not a fake it till you make it type thing. But at the same time, it's you know, you have to keep plugging away and plugging away with with people who with players and coaches who want to be better, who want to to get to that point. And then you'll you'll eventually see that that breakthrough, hopefully that that's been missing with Nebraska. Yeah, it, it, and it's crazy, too, because I, I just I think to that that recruiting talk that, that some people will think, well, does that rub the players in the locker room the wrong way when Mickey says, what do we need to do, go out there and recruit? Well, if you're looking at it as compared to, like, you know, I, I guess the teams in the last couple of years or, you know, some of their Big Ten West opponents that don't necessarily put a lot of people in the league, then maybe you could take offense to it. But if you're talking about what Mickey Joseph's been a part of, which is a championship team, I mean, the, 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 you shouldn't take offense to that. Mm-hmm. You know your team's not at that level. And I mean it's not like they're not recruiting year in and year out. It's it's not like they're they it's just he's just putting words out into the universe saying like look, we you know, we're going to recruit regardless, but in order to make this team better, we have to get better players in here. And the players understand that. They they know. They know that they're not playing up to the level that, you know, is going to get them wins because they haven't been getting wins and they know that, you know, if if they're not doing it, maybe there's somebody else that can come in come in and and take their job and do it, which is which should just motivate them to work harder. Which I mean, that that might be the goal of, of Mickey. I mean, that's the goal of every coach is to bring in somebody who's going to push the people in front of them, or or you know, eventually supplant that person. Um, which again will make the person in front of them work even harder and get better, which will then lead to wins. Yeah, and, and two, it's it's not like an individual shot when he says he wants you know gets to, needs to get better at recruiting. If you're you know Trey Palmer, you know like. I'm pretty darn good, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you're a starter, even you know that you're like okay, you know I could be. I, I don't if even if he if my if I'm like one of the weaker starters, you know I'm I'm good enough to be on a two deep on a pretty darn good team. Mm-hmm. You know it's it's just you know it's overall talent. It's not a, it's not a specific shot at a certain player or anything. So it's just everybody. Yeah, um, which is you also got to be able. I mean, this is college football. It's a big, it's big business. And, and of course, uh, college football players are starting to be able to, to, you know, get in on that piece of the pie, which thank God. Um, but it's, you know, it's been a lot of money. Well, it's been a big business for a long time. So it's, it's not, you don't have to dance around people's feelings and make sure everybody, um, you know, gets equal playing time or anything. Though I suppose Mario Cristobal is dealing with a little bit of that as of late. Yeah, I guess I guess players' parents are taking shots at the uh, coaches for Miami uh, on the internet and whatever. And Mario Cristobal said, "Look, if you're a parent of a player, you're more than welcome to come down here and take your player out of the program if you want. Like, yeah. if, if you're upset with the playing time they're getting." Come on, get him. <laughs> Which is just <laughs> that's sad. so weird. Yeah. Well, and I think it, I mean he's trying to probably let them know how you know because obviously you're not going to do that. It'd be humiliating to your your player. Um, a parent might try. <laughs> uh, yeah, I shouldn't underestimate some of those parents because they're absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, living vicariously are. through your son. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I kind of like him calling that out. It's like, all right, enough of the the talk on 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 here and there. We're playing the guys that we we feel earn the playing time. And not, you know, I'm not close to the Miami situation. I don't know if there are. You know, we've had certain. Uh, 
frustrations, I suppose, with certain guys not getting playing time as fan bases, not mm-hmm. even as parents pay- yeah. in the last couple of years. So it might, you know, it might be one of those situations. But, um, man, is it interesting um, to, to just kind of see how all, all this stuff is, is, is breaking down. And then the more interesting thing to me, too, with Casey Thompson being available is like it. it I don't want to say this in in the <laughs> I don't want to say this in a negative way, but it just uh, being flat out honest with you, I think there's a chance they win without Casey Thompson. I'm I'm sorry, I I, I just don't see it. The offense is just not not going to score enough it's against a really good Wisconsin defense. It's non-existent without Casey Thompson, right? Unfortunately, with Casey in there, it just brings back the possibility that they can win. And if they do, then what? And and maybe you want to wait to to kind of break that down if it happens, but. I, now that I see it as a possibility, it's like, okay, that, that'd be a big victory for Mickey. And it's not just then what is he Nebraska's front runner. I got to believe he's back into the discussions at, you know, other places. And, and mm-hmm. you know, certainly his profile raises in the coaching community. So, you know, this is the whole idea of let's have our cake and eat it too. We'll, we'll just grab somebody and then Mickey will be on staff. And, and Mickey said he'll, he'll be open to that. But he's going to get some offers this year, and and if they start to, you know, if they get some wins down the stretch, there might be some head coaching offers. Mickey's gonna, <laughs> Mickey's gonna have a lot of money thrown his way. Yeah, whether it be from Nebraska or whether it be from somewhere else. So yeah, and and I and, and I, you know I that's what I've said before too is Mickey. Mickey is is a rising star in his own. He doesn't need Nebraska to do that. LSU. Um, probably at this point is is an even bigger example of why he's a rising mm-hmm. star than even Nebraska. Um. But there is also the possibility, you know, he is an alumni. I know that he, he wants to make it work out here. Um, but I, I just find it hard if, if he's not the head coach to believe you're going to just keep him on staff for 10 years. I mean, maybe maybe that's what he wants. Maybe it happens that way. Maybe. But I, I think there is a, a possibility that down the line he's going to keep moving up. And, you know, maybe that, ri- ri- you know, winds its way back at Nebraska mm-hmm. at some point. You, for, you somebody as, yeah, for somebody as talented and – and respected as Mickey Joseph to think that you're going to be able to keep him on as a wide receivers coach or assistant, whatever, for, you know, an extended period of time. Yeah. It just seems a little crazy. But it would be great to have him for as long as he can keep him. Oh, if yes. Him for oh, yes. Two, three years, that'll be a definitely. A I shot mean, if you could get him, if you could get him to stay for 10 years and, and he's not the head coach, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I and know. it's possible. I mean, you know, you had Turner Gill. And I don't know how many times you're, you're back in the Brinks truck, truck on his front <laughs> yeah. lawn, but, you know, keep doing it <laughs> i have to do that too uh let's take a break when we come back i believe tonight is pretty much tip off to husker basketball i know that they've already played some games but a legitimate opponent tonight this is we'll, the one we'll break it down nebraska st john's coming up tonight for nebraska basketball we'll break that down coming up next here on the ticket water cooler 93.7 ticket